You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I lose all discipline when talking about our next guy, Saquon Barkley. You do. You're not, you're not shopping at the flea market. You're not shopping at a garage sale. You are cruising down the magnificent mile, and you're looking in at all the designer uh, you know, windows behind there, and you're walking in, and you're seeing the luxury items. He is a luxury item. I acknowledge <laughs> that. You're going to overpay for Saquon Barkley. But I do wonder, do you think, before we get to some conversations we had on the Mullion Hall Show with Mike Florio, before we get there, Dan, when you hear Saquon Barkley and New York Giants and franchise tag, do you think they will use the franchise tag because they could keep them, secure that for $10 million, or they can let them try to hit the open market where it would keep it would cost them maybe 16 to keep them there? First of all, I understand why you always need a cold wash rag to cool yourself off when you start talking about Saquon Barkley, because at his best, he is what he was in 2022. And that's a guy that can change games with one handoff or one pitch or one screen pass, whatever it may be. Game changing talent and a guy that if you were able to pair with a a difference making running quarterback like Justin Fields, I understand all of the intrigue and excitement. The Giants have a situation here, David, where they're trying to get a couple things done at once. You have a quarterback that you're trying to sign to a long term extension in Dan. Daniel Jones. If you can get yourself to a place in the next two weeks where you feel comfortable that that extension is going to get done, then you don't have to keep that franchise tag in your back pocket for Saquon Barkley. If you use the, the, the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, it prevents him from hitting the open market. And now if you're the Giants, you can either keep him for another year. You can either use the franchise tag to buy yourself more time to negotiate. And at the very least, you don't lose him for nothing. You can, you can use him as a trade piece, right? As a guy that you could tag and trade your tag and trade possibility get some draft capital back and so it just seems really unlikely from from folks i've talked to that are more connected to that situation in new york than i am that he's going to just walk into the open market and be available a lot of this hinges though on what's happening with daniel jones so there's there's two parts in this machine in new york uh that joe shane and brian dable have to work through to get going uh if saquon barkley is an option for the bears you at least uh consider it but i i've told you now for weeks that i think their best option is either signing David Montgomery back at a, a team-friendly price or using the draft to find a a speed, speed, speed guy that can complement <sighs> Khalil Herbert. <laughs> Those sound like boring options to me. I know. You're right. Probably sensible. Yeah, maybe smart. But right now, while it's still a possibility, even that sliver of hope, I lo- if you had Saquon Barkley behind Justin Fields, they have two of the most explosive running backs in the NFC. 
They have a video game backfield. I love all the possibilities, and I know that it's not a premium position, and I will accept all of that. But I don't know that you can not consider that possibility because it's too tantalizing for me to ignore. So I guess I'll still continue to talk about it until we can't. But I did bring it up with Mike Florio on the Mullion Haw Show from profootballtalk.com, and I asked him just about that possibility of having Saquon Barkley and the Giants use a franchise tag on him. There was a lot of momentum moving toward the Giants getting Daniel Jones signed to a long-term contract, and then they'd have the tag available for Saquon Barkley because every team has one tag every year, either franchise or transition, one of each. And all the transition tag does is give you a right to match an offer sheet that another team would sign a player to with no entitlement to compensation whatsoever. Once Dan Jones changed agents and once we learned that it was because he wants more than his prior agents were able to get him, and once we learned that it's now likely he's going to be tagged, that means Saquon Barkley either signs a long-term deal with the Giants or hits the open market, which means that next week in Indy, his agents will be meeting with teams. They'll know what's behind door number one from the Giants, behind door number two from other interested teams, and he'll be able to make a, a decision, a rough decision on what's going to be out there and which direction he's going to go. And it could be the Giants offer him more than anyone else or that it's sufficiently close that he just wants to stay where he's been for his whole career and benefit from the, the profile of playing in the New York market, not wanting to change teams and go through that transition. But if they're not going to tag him, and again, the window closes two weeks from today, and if Daniel Jones is going to be the one to get it, then Barkley's going to be available to anybody who wants to sign him with a lot of other free agent running backs and a lot of guys who come out of the draft every single year who have full tread on the tires and who, as we've seen time and again, if you block for them, if you trust them to hold on to the football, and if you can rely on them when it comes to protecting the quarterback on a blitz situation, you can find running backs at low cost who can do the job. And that's what holds down the veteran free agent running back market. So it's going to be fascinating but the Jones situation changes everything for Barkley. That's Mike Florio. I understand what he's saying. I understand the value of the running back is open for interpretation, depending on what your roster looks like and what your executives think. But I still think Saquon Barkley is different than your stereotypical, you know, cookie cutter running back. He's just different. He's special. He's special. No question. And he, and he costs special money at a time when you're trying to rebuild an entire football team and you're not one running back away from competing for the biggest prize in football. I would just tell you to, to hold off on framing that photoshopped Bears jersey Saquon Barkley poster that you had made last week. Like You can keep it to the side, but just don't frame it yet. It's not time to put that up, uh, and we can put that in the Hall of Fame with all the other photoshopped Bears jerseys uh, of free agents that, that probably won't come here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to frame the, the photo that I took, the screenshot of the, our interview in the cave. So I'm going to put that next to my Saquon Barkley uh, photo. In a bear that was an exclusive. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably the Hall, Hall of Fame for to take the North exclusive it's, interview. It is in the Hall of Fame. It is definitely <laughs> the Hall of Fame. All right, moving on from Saquon Barkley and other nonsense. So the other name on the list is, is maybe more attainable, less expensive, Dan, but I think when you talk about 
Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle for the Denver Broncos. Not sure what they're thinking in Denver. They don't even have a defensive coordinator yet. They're talking to Rex Ryan. Very interesting there because of the scheme change potentially and some other factors in play. But is Draymond Jones a name that you think we should keep an eye on and why if you're a Bears fan? Well, look, I mean, the tag for Draymond Jones would be close to $19 million. It's a hefty price to pay. Uh that may happen, right? He may be tagged. And, and, and again, the, the tag is something that buys you either a year <laughs> or uh, several months to, to negotiate a longer-term extension, depending on what your long-term plans are for your football team. The Bears are in a p- position right now where they cannot be choosy. Anybody that hits the market that has proven playmaking ability, particularly guys on the interior of a defensive line or on you know, a defensive front, you have to look at them. You have to consider them. You have to figure out what the asking price is and whether it fits into your big picture plans because the Bears could not stop the run last year and they couldn't rush the passer, right? And so you have to find guys that have proven ability to do one or both of those things. Draymond Jones fits that bill. Uh, this is why I say that when we get to Indianapolis in less than a week, Ryan Poles may be entering a stretch of you know 70 days where he's going to be the busiest man in the NFL because he has so many holes to fill, so many people to talk to, so many possibilities to consider, so many hypotheticals to to, to bounce around with his in-house staff. There is so much work for him to get done. I know he's excited and, and, and energized by it, but goodness gracious, every single name is something that the Bears have to consider because they're a 3-14 and 14 football team that is worlds away from competing for anything meaningful, and they have to find guys that can help them compete for things that are meaningful. The last name I'd want you to consider or at least address in terms of availability and fit be a guy that I just like to watch play, even though I wouldn't want to play against him. He's an easy guy to dislike, but C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the (laughs) Eagles' safety, converted cornerback, can play nickel, can do a lot of things. And the one thing he's going to guarantee is that you're going to have a tougher football team because he'll hit you in the next week. And he's aggressive and he talks a lot. And I think that when you talk about the Eagles, they have – said on the record that they want to work out a long-term deal with him. They gave up a lot to get him to contribute to their NFC championship team. But you never know until it happens, Dan. What do you think the likelihood is of him hitting the open market and and what he might command in, in the way of interest? Well, listen, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a guy best known in Chicago as the defensive back who got Javon Wims and Anthony Miller kicked out of separate football games in 2020. And so you've got a guy who obviously has um, – some agitating skills <laughs> that he likes to use. As you said, he'll hit you in the next week, and then he'll tell you that he hit you in the next week, and then he'll tell you how weak you were for not responding to how hard he hit you in the next week. And so you've got this guy that brings an edge to your football team. I think the most likely landing spot for C.J. Gardner-Johnson is right where he's standing right now in Philadelphia, where he was able to uh, play in a Super Bowl this year and has, has brought an edge to that defense. But, uh, look, you, you've got a, a situation in Chicago where you've got a, a young hit heavy safety in Jaquan Brisker had a really good start to last year paired alongside Eddie Jackson, who who probably has one more year in a bears uniform before they have to figure out what direction that whole thing goes. And so right now I think, you, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson is probably a back burner guy. Um, you have to figure out whether he fits culture wise with you and whether you can take on some of that personality, we'll call it. And some of that, that, that uh, <laughs> irritability that he brings out in others uh, that, cause that, 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 translates to teammates as well. He had issues in New Orleans where I think Michael Thomas uh, was, was the one who, who, who got in a, a, an in-practice fight with them. Um, intriguing name, for sure. I mean, the guy can play. The guy can play the game. And then, and then obviously, I think he's just going to wind up back with the Eagles. All right, we'll zoom out to the big picture question about that posi- position specifically because he can play the nickel. And I wonder if yeah. this offseason – 
if we'll see the Bears, you know, they'll have some options because I think Kyler Gordon, you know, looking at his rookie season, it was up and down. He stabilized near the end. But I do wonder if playing two different roles at the nickel and then outside limited his ability to master either. And I think that's always a danger with a young player. And I wonder if they got the right nickel back, if they could concentrate, have him concentrate on the outside or vice versa, if they were able to find or draft a a cornerback to develop that they really like. Maybe he moves in and is your full-time nickel because that guy is like a 12th starter. Yeah, look, I think the vice versa scenario that you just alluded to there is intriguing to me because they love Kyler Gordon's instincts inside. And one of the reasons that he put so much on his plate as a rookie in 2022 is because they saw he could handle a lot inside. That nickel position is not easy to play in the 2023 version of the NFL. You have to have a lot of uh, agility and vision and instincts and all of these playmaking skills that, that go into to mastering that position. And Kyler Gordon has a, uh, the potential inside, in my opinion, to be one of the game's best there. Now, in order to move him inside, I don't think that's why they drafted him. But you right. have to, you better you better be able to find a combination, right, of three starters uh, at corner that, that that can give you that wiggle room, that flexibility. And if you can find another outside guy that says, hey, master this role inside, then maybe, maybe you can play around with that. It's going to be inter- interesting to see what the Bears view uh, Kyler Gordon has and what their vision is for him in year two and beyond. And that's something that we can, uh, um, you know, fish around on a little bit next week. You know, Tuesday uh, of next week will be the day that we get on record conversation with both Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. We aren't going to learn a ton from that, but you always, as you know, the combine press conferences are, are ones where you better have your read between the lines glasses on because there's going to be a lot of that game being played in Indianapolis. Do you think Kyler Gordon's physical enough to be a full-time nickel inside cornerback? Because that's the one area I did wonder about at times during his rookie season. Coverage-wise, those things will develop. I think he'd get better. Athletically, I think you like that and value that more at, at the outside cornerback position where he also would make a lot more money throughout the course of his career. So he's probably got that in the back of his mind or his agent does. I just yeah. wonder too, Dan, is he physical enough to play inside all the time? So there's there's two different words here. I do think he's physical enough. The question would be, is he durable enough? to be able to take some of the punishment that goes on inside. Obviously, he missed his stretching games uh, late in the year after he suffered a concussion. That was, I think, tackling Marcus Mariota near the goal line in Atlanta. So that wasn't any sort of bang-bang. You know, you ran into a tight end or you were trying to take a running back down and you got hit in, in uh, the chaos there. Uh, that would be a question I'd have because Kyler Gordon was banged up throughout his rookie year and, and he's got to figure out a way to to be available and durable for the long haul. And you put uh, a guy inside like that and they're going to take more punishment. They're going to take on uh, more contact and going to have to figure out a way to, to withstand all of it. All right. So this is uh, the list of guys that I had in my mind in terms of guys whose name you might see franchise tagged and how they respect the open market. Anybody that we're leaving out of notable uh, interest and, and might be somebody that the Bears should keep an eye on. Well, so uh, the, for, th- this goes back to the running back position. And we, we've talked for a while about how um, stacked that market is. And I don't see Tony Pollard getting out of Dallas. But Tony Pollard is kind of the example of a guy who came in in a, in a secondary role and then exploded onto the scene as a every week game changer when he had his opportunities. And so it's just something to you know keep an eye on. The guy was super productive in 2022, but it also tells you, look, the Cowboys signed Ezekiel Elliott to a massive deal. And then by the end of 2022, Tony Pollard was the guy that was giving them more juice in their offense. And so you got to play these things around. But it, like one of the words that we've talked about 
Speed. Speed, 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 speed. It's a priority for Ryan Poles. It's a priority for Matt Eberflus. I think at every position you want to find guys that bring that element of speed. A guy that at least keep on the radar. Again, I don't know where he's going to wind up, but uh, certainly an intriguing possibility. One shelf below uh, Saquon Barkley, who gives you all those uh, fever dreams at night that, that make you really excited. Well, he's not the only running back <laughs> out there, but he's the guy that I would probably, you know, David Montgomery is, is somebody they probably – believe in they know they they know what they're getting but i i don't know that he moves the needle so somebody would moves the needle before we move off montgomery uh, this was floated to me this is by uh, from somebody that that is not affiliated with the bears so it's all outside speculation but there was the idea that the bears could potentially be intrigued by keeping the tag in their back pocket for david montgomery i don't see that happening i don't think that ryan pole sees it happening but it would be a tool it would cost you 10 million dollars right for, for the 2023 season which is a lot to pay and it's over the value of what you could likely sign montgomery for on a, on a longer term extension but you do have that money in 2022 and so it would if you feel like okay we're not gonna be able to get another free agent back that we love we're not gonna be able to get someone in the draft that we think can start right away and we love the way Ryan Poles has expressed about Dave Montgomery, what he brings as a leader, as a tone setter, as a culture setter, as a guy who can help you build those championship building blocks. It's something to consider. Again, I don't see it as a realistic possibility. I don't think they see it inside at Hell's Hall, but I was interested to hear someone else in the league reference that as, Hey, don't, don't rule this out because it, it is something that would be under consideration if they felt like they wanted to use it. It's something worth considering. 